everybody. Welcome back to another uh, interview. We have another convo we having this time with Jonathan Antoine, one of the world's greatest tenors currently. How you doing? <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm doing fantastically. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? Uh, we're hanging in there, you know, just going through emotions <laughs> like everybody else, I think, at this time. Yeah, you know, yeah. doing real good, though, man. Here to talk to you. You know, you're a really special talent. So it's, it's always great talking to people like you. Just, you know. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I think that, like... In, in these times, the best thing that we can do is like meet like this and talk and yeah, just be open and share our experiences, right? Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's one good thing is, you know, everybody's kind of got time on their hands. So at least, yeah. yeah, maybe not physically meet, but we can at least virtually, virtually meet and kind of have conversations, yeah. you know, across, across the different lanes and stuff like that. So, you know, when your name came across our inbox, I was like, the name sounds so familiar. I'm like, hold on, let me, let me look him up. And then, Sure enough, it was the clip that, you know, I think everybody's seen of, you know, Britain Got Talent. So I'm very excited to have this kind of talk with you. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm really glad that you've given me some of your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, we definitely appreciate you taking time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more, it's more your time than us. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I remember just uh, seeing your video of that Britain's Got Talent clip just pop up. Um, just because I'm a visual artist. So like, I even just like to be inspired by music and stuff. And, you know, those types of shows have a lot of the most like raw type of like performative qualities. Yeah. So a lot of times I would just like YouTube search stuff that was like inspirational performances. And you came up a lot, actually. <laughs> it was really, really interesting. I loved it. That's, that's, that's like way before this, obviously. Like, so yeah. I've definitely listened to you sing just like in the studio before. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. On the like raw performance thing. Yeah. For, I, I actually haven't listened to the whole clip myself. Right. Cause. Oh, since uh, then you never. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think generally like people in general tend to lean away from listening to their own recordings. Right. Yeah. It's hard to hear yourself talk. Um, but like, yeah, from, from what I have heard of it, it's very raw, very raw, man. It's, uh, it's wild. It's crazy to think how much, like, not just I've changed, but like how much my voice has changed. Um, how much well, the world has changed, I guess. Too, yeah. So. yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, you were only about 17 at the time. So it was happening eight years ago. So, I mean, that, that's, I'm sure you get this, these questions a lot, but I'm sure it's gotta be like a surreal experience to kind of look back on and see how far you've come since then. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, I, I'm constantly posing the question to myself of whether I'm like fundamentally the same person that I was back then. Yeah. And like, it, 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 yeah, in a way it's troubling. Like, cause I, <laughs> there are aspects of me back then that I like, and of course there are aspects of me now that I like more, but you know, it's, I'd like to think that I'm still, still kind of that, that kid who went on that stage, but just a lot happier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's I wanna, good. I don't want to ask any cliche questions about like, you know, the whole experience. I'm sure you get those a lot since the years you've been since it was like over a hundred and what, 30 million times or something like that. <laughs> I guess my, my only, my real question about it is like how, um, like how has that experience kind of helped you in your career? You think since, since that? Well, I, I was in, I was in a really bad place, like before going on the show, I just dropped out of school. I, I kind of had, I had no heading in life whatsoever. I, I didn't know what tomorrow would bring and just being able to, uh, what, so I just one, one day randomly get a, a BlackBerry message um, 
just saying, I've applied for Britain's Got Talent. Do you want to go on with me? And so I'm at the lowest point and I, I think there is nothing left to lose. Like the worst thing that could happen is that things will just stay the same, yeah. <laughs> which is a, a scary thought when you, you know, thinking back on it now and being able to just be around people because the, the tendency when you're so down is to completely isolate yourself and to have like that olive branch kind of extended to me yeah. and to be able to interact with other people who were really passionate about doing their art, whatever performing art it was, that was, um, it was a really, really special experience to me. And then going through into the TV show, being able to, again, it's the interactions and the sharing of the experiences. Like David Walliams, one of the judges on the show and a comedian who I'd enjoyed for many years beforehand, um, for his to just pass his dressing room and him like poke his head out and he has like cupcakes that he's offering to people like these real human moments yeah. in, in between every, all the madness of recording a TV show that was, it, it provided invaluable groundedness to me at that time. Mm. And yeah, I'm so, so grateful to not just for that, but to be where I am now as well. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think you finished, you finished second, right? You guys finished second that season. Yeah. You guys lost to a, a dancing dog. I believe that's what it was. It's true. It's true. But I, I've said this, I've said this so many times. If, if there is anyone that, that it should have happened to, then it's, it's Ashley who yeah. trained Pudsy because she was a lovely, just a wonderful, wonderful lady. And um, yeah, so no hard feelings. <laughs> How do you beat a dancing dog for one? First of all. True. I mean, I'm, I'm a big like animal person, so I, I totally get it to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's very, very sweet. Definitely. Very talented. I guess my other question about your experience is like, how, how was the response from like the classical com community, like the, the genre that you're in? How do you, what do you think they looked at that um, portrayal and experience of the, of the music? Because I don't know, I don't know about in that genre, but I know in a lot of other genres, there can be certain like gatekeepers who kind of look down upon stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that this is, um, so personally, I, I listen to a lot of heavy metal, so there's, and there's a lot of gatekeeping in that genre as well. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's across every single genre. You'll find someone who's like, you're not a real this fan because yeah. you, you haven't listened to this artist. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's purposeless in a way trying to combat that. So, um, and, and it's hard to, to know really, because it's all so fractured as well. Everyone's opinion on music is, is very, very subjective. So, yeah. um, there's no real unified consensus, I guess, that says like you're, you're a poser kind of thing. It's yeah. just the occasional one or two people. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was actually going to, um, the junior Royal Academy of music in London at the time, just, just mm. before I, um, I went on the show and a, a lot of the people there was, were, uh, quite skeptical about it, certainly. Mm. Um, but, I think that for the most part, the concern really just comes from like people worry that they're going to like exploit you and stuff. Um, and yeah, thank thankfully that didn't happen. I didn't see much evidence of that happening. Um, so maybe I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, you've, I, you're still going eight years strong. So obviously it wasn't too bad of a, you know, experience and they didn't, it didn't keep you from growing from then clearly. No, and I, got I, I yeah. Oh, the opposite. I, I, it's, it's let me do kind of, it's let me live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to know about like, just that, that, that point of like that spark of um, like getting the text and like just um, 
like was that the music teacher or was that like no that was that was my um my singing partner at the time charlotte jacanelli like a, a just a a school acquaintance basically and we'd, yeah. we'd sung together to do a couple of of things like uh class assignments but um yeah we we never really had any plan whatsoever to like go in and be a duo or like make it a professional thing it was quite literally on a whim you know we um yeah i wonder where i was at the time i, I must have been at home um yeah i think it was sometime around you know 11 at night and it just just a random a random blackberry message yes just changed everything <laughs> that's wild that's awesome though it's really cool that you know just like a simple relationship like that just like a, a schoolmate you know, you kind of just like do a project together and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about this. You down? And you're like, yeah, OK. And, yeah, and yeah. then you know, it kind yeah. of like sets you up for something else. Like, amazing. Yeah. And it's it's bizarre because I've had lots of of um, really close people who I've been in bands with and stuff just as as like a and it just ended up being kind of a fun thing that we did. But and it just turns out that this kind of offhand thing ends up being my, my whole career yeah. it's, right. it's, it's um serendipitous is, is a word i like to yeah. use for it it's just i got i got super super lucky and i, I ended up loving it nice yeah. i think i saw something where you were actually at band practice when uh, the first airing of the show came out <laughs> was that like what was that reaction like when the day of uh people actually seeing you oh well, yeah actually when uh when it came out on tv i was in band practice at the time or or just because ha- my my friend's dad owns like a little in a in a, a an industrial estate there's a, a studio right at the, uh, at the back corner and my friend's dad happens to own it and so we got occasional free you know sessions where we just go sessions. in and, and yeah. hit hit stuff and <laughs> during when it all came out i was in there i had my phone off um and so we, we all come out and we're all sweating because it's very hot in those rooms. Uh, I turn my phone on and it just starts going wild. Um, and yeah, we're, we're all like just laughing about it. Like, this is so weird. It's just <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I just, I didn't expect that reaction to be so immediate. Oh, yeah. Like, it just, yeah, strong and immediate, like right away. Um, it was just all cylinders like firing. It was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So I guess there's that moment, you know, that, that that was a huge moment in your career that kind of started launching things. So I don't want to rewind things like to back when you were younger. So like, how did you first get into singing? And like, how did you kind of discover your voice that you had? Um, I, I've, it's a good question. I've always just enjoyed uh, playing around and messing around. Like I, when I was like a tiny little kid, I'd dance and sing to whatever was on the radio, you know, to amuse my, my mom and dad. Um, so I, I guess it's always been sort of a, an underlying passion for me, but, um, I, there have, there've, throughout my life, there've been a lot of things that I've wanted to do. Like, uh, I, I like, I like writing as in, uh, you know, stories and stuff. Uh, and it's just that when, when I kind of found music, when I started, um, exploring it a bit more and like listening to stuff that I really, really liked, um, like probably in, in high school, like listening to Jeff Buckley was a turning point for me like to to hear how how music can can sound yeah. was um yeah it really it changed a lot for me and so uh i'd 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 done some productions and stuff when i was in primary school so like 11 years old or so um 
And I had a really encouraging teacher uh, named Mrs. Masterson, who kind of said, you know, you should, you should try it and give it a go. Um, and then, you know, going to high school, listening to cooler music, starting singing lessons, just because the, the high school happened to have a singing teacher. And I just fell in love with it. The first song that I ever learned was Where Is Love from Oliver. Mm. And uh, I, I sang that for uh, a school event for a bunch of people's parents. Absolutely terrifying. Wow. Um, but it was so rewarding. Like to, to, to have that feeling wash over you for the very first time of like, I'm singing, I'm in front of people and they're not crying and screaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And to, to be in you, like, uh, I can't, I'm not even sure who played the piano for me. I'm sorry <laughs> but to be in unison with that piano and to, to kind of feel that rhythm. It's, it's as though you're like, you're in the current of the universe. Like you're feeling every heartbeat of the world. It's an indescribable thing. And then it, it's, it's nice to have people's parents afterwards kind of be like, Oh, that was really nice. You know, yeah. um, just compliment you and about something that you're exploring is, um, it's life affirming. And so uh, I, I was pulled magnetically to this path yeah. by, by chance and fate, I suppose. Yeah. I guess does musicality kind of run in the family was music always in the household, stuff like that, where any of your parents or, um, no not not particularly um my dad sang in a choir when he was young but that's um that's for my immediate family the ones who live with me that's that's it (laughs) so it was yeah it was just whatever was on um (laughs) that's what I listened to when I was younger did Adam Rickett reach over there he was uh, a UK guy I I mean in our circles I don't think I don't know but he, he had a song when I was probably like five years old, he had a song that I would dance around to <laughs> a little kid. Yeah. So I guess, how did you like, how'd your interest grow in, into sort of like the classical opera type type music? Yeah. Again, just by that, that chance and fate. Right. So that first song um, from Oliver it was like musical theatery. Um, and it, it felt, it just felt nice to sing, to do all the, the long kind of sweepy yeah. lines and going up stepwise where, you know, um, it, yeah, it just, it just felt nice. And so I kept doing it. It's, um, not really by choice. It just, it just sort of happened. And, um, I, I, I was maybe 14 or so and my voice started breaking. And uh, I, I kept going to my singing lessons and uh, my teacher, Miss Ewington, Jenny, um, she basically said that there's, there are a few things that can happen. And if, if you, if your voice happens to break pretty high and you turn into a tenor, that's kind of like a, a bit of gold dust. Hmm. <laughs> and so I, I, I clasped my hands together and, and prayed all night. No, I, you know, I, I just, I kept singing through it is, um, and and it turned into, well, it turned into what it was then. And, and it just, it keeps growing, which is my favorite thing really about singing and all this is that there's always more to do. Yeah. There's, uh, there, I'll never be the best in the world as well, which is really nice. Hmm. Cause there are, I, I feel as though there are some people who really can say they're the best in the world at their craft, but with something like singing and how very broad it is and music in general, it's, there'll always be someone who can go a little bit higher or do some other thing. So Mm. I'll always have something to aspire to. 
So yeah. I guess who are some of your favorite voices, like singers growing up mm. or like uh, just, growing yeah. up or just now, like, you know, just, well, yeah. Funnily enough, gr- growing up, like I, I started listening to a lot of like the uh, emo and pre metal stuff. Yeah. So like my chemical romance is Gerard way who, yeah. who does have a really, really great voice. Yeah. Crazy voice. Um, they have some great, great singers. They really yeah. do. Like my, my, probably my current favorite vocalist is a guy called Daniel Tompkins, who is uh, the vocalist for a band called Tesseract. <laughs> oh yeah. Tesseract is dope actually. I know you're yeah, talking about. So, so good. I've yeah been to a couple of, uh, I think I've been to one of their shows and there's a band called Monuments as well, who are in that same scene, who it's, <laughs> I could go, I could gush about this for ages. Um, <laughs> like particularly back, back in like 2012, when, when I was first sort of starting to become more confident, I would go out to like metal shows all the time. And I kind of made fast friends with a, a few people in the, the tech metal scene as it's called. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, <laughs> it has a special place in my heart. So when are we going to get a, a metal album from you? Like if you love metal, so like, hey. metal let me, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I want to say soon, but <laughs> I, I, it's it's been soon for however many years, right? I, if if I made a metal album, I, I want it to be so. Well, I don't even. I I want it to be really cool, but I don't know how exactly I'd want to put that across because there's there's even even just in metal, there's so many different styles that you can approach it with. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll I see. Eventually, I, I see some like Lamb of God mixing with some like I don't know. You could do some really cool stuff, yeah. man. I would love to. Hear that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Soon, I'm down. I am. I so, mean, yeah, soon. There we go. <laughs> I'll call some. Just keep a stash. Yeah, we'll call some uh, some metal artists we know, and then we'll kind of hook nice. you guys up. See what we can create. <laughs> awesome. So I guess. The question that everybody gets, how has COVID been? How is the, the pandemic? How has that infect, affected yeah. you, personal life, music, it's, all that? Yeah, it's, well, I'm, I'm quite hermit-like by nature, so I stay home a lot anyway. Um, so uh, uh, at first, it was like kind of almost business as normal. Um, but I, I think even for like the homebodies who say that, it's it's become quite like... <laughs> <laughs> like I live at home with mum, dad, and my sister. Uh, so to to be, uh, we're always sort of together. But to be so uh, close at, at, at all times, <laughs> it's been it's been hilarious. Actually, it's been hilarious and and uh, nerve wracking in ways. There's <laughs> like together, like there's there's different levels. Yeah, yeah. There's there's before covid together and there's covid together <laughs> right now like um yeah it's well so when when it all started i was out doing um some primary stuff for pbs actually mm. and kind of going between airports and, and seeing steadily you know more and more people wearing masks and and we're like out of our home country we, we kind of have no idea what's really going on um, it was, yeah, it was really bizarre, but, um, even then, even at that time, we, we weren't thinking about it too much. And, you know, when we get back home, that's it. Lockdown begins yeah. and, you know, no more travel, you know, we make it basically just in time. Um, mm. yes, it was, it was really bizarre. And having just recorded an album last year and releasing it this year, mm-hmm. um, it, it just kind of, we, we kind of put it out there for people to, to enjoy and, didn't really know 
what else to do because it, yeah. it was it's an unprecedented time quite literally like um i was reading something about you know even the, the spanish flu only interrupted the musical performances for a very short amount of time so this is truly an an unprecedented time for performers no. um yeah it's and then deciding to record an album in all of this was kind of an extension of of the wanting to do something you know that we're all feeling but also wanting to give something to people because yeah. i've been absent you know yeah. for, for so much of this year uh, i want to give people something to enjoy and mm. yeah to maybe bring a smile to someone's face this christmas where um it might not have been before and that's the recording of that was was interesting to me at least from you know a, a problem solving standpoint I sp that's the thing you've got to find the silver linings where you can in all of this and the, the way that abbey road adapted to to covid like how quickly and how efficiently they did there were check-ins every time regardless of if you'd just been in you know you had to check back in and have your um your health check uh yeah. form thing uh you, all the corridors are one way. There's a limited number of people in every room. Uh, I, I was relegated to a booth because obviously my job is to blow air all over the place, yeah. which is like <laughs> dangerous right now. So, you know, I, I'm in my own booth. The orchestra are in the main room and they they have to be a certain distance apart. So the, and it's all reliant on hearing each other for them. So it's all of these kind of issues and to still be able to get something and to be as, as I am, currently really really proud of it is yeah. is um it's a dream yeah that's amazing all the work i mean it's that that's a lot of uh interesting just like lead up to motivation to to create a project just in mm. these times like it seems like a lot of uh what was happening in the world sort of like led to you wanting to you know give that gift in in you know the the time of giving you know yeah I, I think that if if this were any other year, I, I wouldn't have made a Christmas album in particular. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it, it just, it felt right, particularly because for me, Christmas is always this constant thing. You know, I'm always with my family. Um, we always do something together. And so the idea that that will be massively disrupted this year for so many people, that like, that hurts. Like, even it's not me, but it still hurts me. <laughs> so I, if if I can, yeah help just a little bit then i'm in <laughs> since we already discussing it let's just keep going so that majestic picture you have behind you that is <laughs> this land um this is the album that you just released uh, i think last week right and uh yeah christmas album your first christmas album and like you said i mean you kind of answered one of our, one of my questions which was why now and i guess my next yeah. question would be how did you choose this uh set of songs great um yeah it's uh, it was mostly me and the producer greg i think with with some some extra inputs all over the place that's uh, that's how i really like to do it personally after after a few i've i've kind of figured out what, what i like i think <laughs> maybe it'll change next time um but we, we get a whole bunch of songs together and we make a spreadsheet <laughs> we, and of course we do and um yeah, we, we color coded it basically kind of having discussions back and forth over the course of about a week, really. Um, and kind of figuring out what, what means the most to us and what is kind of the most ubiquitous, I suppose. Mm. Um, when, when I, yeah, for, when I, particularly because my albums are covers, I like to try and make them things that 
everyone will know and everyone will associate a certain memory with. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that the full, the whole track list has that. For, for me, these are all songs that I have heard every Christmas without fail, basically, except maybe special times. But that was our secret ingredient. Yeah. Um, where <laughs> we, we were looking for one last thing. We'd, we'd gone through our spreadsheet. We'd color coded the ones that were no in red, the yeses in green, the maybes in, well, the maybes were gone by that point. Um, and we, we had uh, 11 songs. And we need that. That's we were calling it like the secret sauce or the special sauce or something mm. in, in the email chains. It was it got a little weird. Um, and, and so we, we have this great relationship with Diane Warren, who um, also kind of gave us compass for the last album. And so Greg mm. says, why, "Why don't why don't I reach out again?" <laughs> and so we get this this gorgeous song and we um marco marin angeli who did translation he's done translation work for so many people um he makes this gorgeous italian translation of it and uh, i i hear the way that the way that it works is he will he writes it all down and he also sends me him speaking through the words and i i hear the way it sounds and um (laughs) i cry (laughs) of course um uh, it's it's so easy to make me all of this stuff has has made me cry at some point it feels like um yeah it, it transforms the whole song for me and it's already a gorgeous song but to have this like special twist on it it's so cool yeah, it's a it's definitely a very like emotional song. Like you really bring out the emotion in it. And like you, you said, uh, singing in Italian. Is this like? Can you speak Italian? No, <laughs> I was wondering that too because no, like, I, I looked wondering. at comments under all your videos too, and everyone's like, "Like I'm Italian. The pronunciation <laughs> is incredible." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, that's lit." It's so <laughs> cr- like I'm so like. I, don't, I have no idea. It's, I guess it comes from like when I was really young, I'd always try and do impressions. And mm. I, I think a lot, I think you hear that like comedians are pretty good singers in general because yeah. they, they kind of, they imitate or generally project their voice. And so, yeah, I, I think that it's, it stems from imitation maybe. Hmm. Hmm. I can see that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really just looking at the the phonetics of the language, and I, I think that there are in general less vowel phonemes, so a, e, i, o, u. Um, yeah. I think that's the, the, I think those are maybe the only ones in Italian, or maybe not. <laughs> Don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm not a linguist, but it's um, there are less vowels in Italian than English, and so um, there are less options when you look at a specific text. It's actually more likely to be the way that you think it's pronounced than, than otherwise. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> speaking of like the secret sauce, I mean, you, you mentioned Greg, but we, you didn't really mention Greg. Like, <laughs> you know, Greg Field is a pretty legendary, uh, you know, drummer, producer, yeah. you know, extraordinary, worked with, you know, like uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, Luther Vandross, you know, like like legendary yeah. people, from, you know, and Count Basie, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I, I find it so bizarre at this point that he's kind of basically like a family friend. Like uh, over just the, the past few years, like our, our bond has grown very strong because we, right. I think we have very similar kind of senses for, for music and stuff um, and, and similar attitudes in a way. Mm-hmm. 
it's yeah he's he's just such a, a nice fellow as well which I, I think we've we're all aware of the cliche that that's hard to find right in in Hollywood or in the music industry or wherever um yeah, but it's kind of true it's kind of true that it's yeah. hard to find. um so to, to have someone who is so like at the top um such a legend but also so down to earth and just mm. an, an actual human being is amazing and not to mention like the way that he makes things sound is is majestic uh i don't i have no idea how he somehow manages to take the the sound that i hear in my head and mm. and actually put it on on a record like a problem for singers is that we we can hear all the resonant chambers in our head and it sounds very rich and warm but then mm. when when it gets out into the world it's it's different and so for him to be able to transfer that back into that that head sound is it's wild mm. genius yeah i mean there's such a feeling as soon as any of those songs come on i mean you guys work together for the last two projects yeah 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 That's yeah it's and, and he's very accommodating as well. Um, if I if I say there's a certain thing I want want in a certain part, then it's it's there basically. Um, he's yeah, just a joy to work with. Just a joy. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, you you named up like you worked with a lot of amazing people. Like you just talked about Di- uh, Diane uh, Warwick, Greg. The um, you also work with like the Royal Philharmonic, you know, orchestra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like wow, like, <laughs> they're featured on your project. <laughs> yeah, they, they are the orchestra for the album. That is so amazing. Like, it, they are obviously world class. It's and to, to be able to have them, particularly, yeah, to to have them at at this time during COVID when everything's mad, yeah. um, for for them to actually kind of be okay with with recording and stuff is a, an incredible honor and like i do worry sometimes that like working with all these incredible people you just kind of think oh well you know it's just greg it's just the <laughs> philharmonic <laughs> but like abbey road like yeah, yeah. it's just abbey road <laughs> like but no it's every single day like, i i pinch myself i i have thank my lucky stars and i yeah i consider myself com- wholly blessed in every every aspect, I'm s- such a lucky, lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have one question. Do you, do you have like a personal relationship with Dion Warwick? Um. Yeah, well, we've we've kind of we've been emailing. <laughs> we haven't met yet, obviously, because yeah. of 2020. But <laughs> it's um. She's been so so nice. Uh. Again, and again, a joy to work with. Like it's. Uh, I get the, because I met her through Greg, Mm. I get the feeling that Greg only associates with people who are really nice. So, um, she's, yeah, she's, she's been so complimentary about the entire project and with, um, the new video, the special times video, Mm. she, uh, she, she she was so excited. She was really excited about that. She's, uh, she's even great video by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's such a new like touch on like a, a you know like a Christmas type of video. I said I I can't watch it without crying. I don't, I, I did like I I did a, a watch along for uh, like a, a premiere kind of thing, 
And mm. <laughs> it was it was a mistake because I was just crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I don't mind having a good cry, but in, in yeah. front of in front of other people, it's a little bit. You watch along right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? All right, everyone, we're gonna pull this. <laughs> real emotional, it? Yeah. <laughs> but she's she's been we've been in contact and she's been talking about other songs, new songs, all kinds of stuff. So I have a feeling that Diane and I will be doing stuff far into the future. Fingers yeah, crossed. She, she's hilarious. I don't know if you've seen her recently on Twitter, but she went on a oh, yeah. roasting rant of like all the R and B artists and rappers who have like the in their name. It is just- <laughs> what <laughs> I did not see that. I, did, I didn't see this one either. She's oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she is a yeah, she's just hilarious. Like getting an email from her and they're like there are a thousand exclamation marks and all these emojis and stuff. And she's just so enthusiastic and yeah. like loves life. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful quality in a person, I think. Yeah, definitely go, definitely go check out her tweets. They're, they're funny. <laughs> so I guess, um, so what are your, some of your guys best Christmas experiences or memories that you kind of pulled from to make some of these songs? Well, uh, yeah, it's, all of my Christmases, as I kind of alluded to, have been with my family. And so for me, it's like the, the idea of, of a perfect Christmas is is just that. It's that simplistic thing of being around mum, dad and my sister. Mm. Um, sometimes we, we get the, the joy and the luck of going away somewhere. Um, when I was young, occasionally we'd get to go to Florida, to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, now that I'm a bit older, occasionally it's L.A., and we have, you know, obviously we've got Greg out there. We've got sometimes my manager, Bob's out there and yeah, a, a few, a few beautiful friends out there. But to me, it's all about that core experience. It's waking up r- really early, even though, you know, I'm, I'm 25 and I already know we, all of the family knows what we got each other, but we still go and open the presents. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we make the, the Christmas dinner all day for some reason. And, uh, and we just have a wonderful time. That's those are the beautiful experiences. The 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 just the the human connections. That's what I'm drawing on with with this throughout this whole pandemic, I guess. Because um, yeah, at the moment, I think we we all need those connections and those, even if it can only be virtual, to share experiences with one another. Yeah, and I guess um, a lot of times when people hear a Christmas album, they just think, oh, there's another Christmas album, but it's really actually a very daunting task as like a musician to approach a Christmas album because there are so many classic albums that you have to like that get compared to basically because everybody knows like a Christmas song or Christmas version that's like the oh, yeah. I mean, favorite so like I'm sure that had to be a very daunting task to approach these songs that have been done by so yeah. many it's been done absolutely Frank Sinatra you know Mariah Carey everybody you know I mean how great thou art is is Elvis, who's like the biggest selling artist of all time, or something ridiculous. Like that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. So I know that there there will always be a in comparison to versions that have come before, but it, it, you just kind of got to throw that to the wayside, I suppose. Um, a, a lot of my versions are based on the the other versions. Like how great thou art is definitely uh, a bit of an Elvis pull, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that's that's just because I really like the version. Yeah. So I, I hope that I can infuse maybe just a a pinch of that magic into into my own. And yeah, if if people if people want to compare me with some of the great people who've sung these songs, I am absolutely flattered. Yeah. Frankly, I um I will take that. We take those. <laughs> Well, what's nice about going through your Christmas album is just, like the nuances and like even some of the like subtlety and like vocal arrangement, just like the way you come off a note or start something. It's like slightly different than like that memory you're talking about that like we, we go back to in our head. And, and like yeah. that's what like makes it like, you know, new and special. It's like these little moments that you bring in that are yourself, you know. Well, thank you. I've I've also got to give huge credit to to Chris Walden, who arranged the the album, basically the full thing. Uh, and he's just he's a wizard. There's um, I think it's at the end of Silent Night. The second to last chord is this big spread, like fifty ninety thing that like resolves so beautifully. Um, and just hearing the demos, like it, again, it made me cry. <laughs> As it seems, everything does. Um, yeah. So huge props to him for the, the way that the songs are arranged so that, that it just gives me like an infinite playground basically like mm-hmm. or the option i could yeah you, you could sing anything on top of these and it would it would still sound pretty damn good uh, <laughs> yeah I, but always, I mean I, at the same time you got like this really cool control song by song where like you stay in what needs to happen for the song like Mm. like because some of the songs like like when we see you on that audition or we see other videos like your like power is like really captivating the way you can like project and hold you know these these powerful notes but then like on other songs like silent night or other things where you you come in on that like like very soft like 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 head voice kind of mm. you know and, and really like almost lull us in there with without like punching us it's like yeah it's really cool then, just, like seeing yeah like and then kind of open it up and mm-hmm. then I, yeah it's um it's really it's for me it'd be easy to go in there and kind of blah, like shout all over everything um those do, doing stuff quietly is is the bane of my life i it's yeah that that control and, and being able to like really pull it all in and, and make a, a small sound is uh is actually quite hard for me so um thank you very much thank you for one um i yeah i sincerely appreciate that um You'd not, I guess notice that effort. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I want to see more of that too. Like this, this, you know, because I was just like, I would compare like Hark the Herald, where it's like way, you know, the other side, yeah. and and then you know, you go back down to like, you know, like a Silent Night or you know, um, Amazing Grace, yeah, um, which are so much more just like soft and yeah controlled yeah yeah but it's like you touched falsetto a little bit and it's like this it's just nice yeah. it's just nice I, I think there are definitely people who, who would want to hear me kind of blast for the, for you know two hours on a, on a record but yeah. that, having those peaks and troughs is is just more interesting it's more yeah. fun yeah. yeah yeah do you have like do you have any specific favorite christmas albums uh, christmas albums um well I'm not sure it counts as an album, but the the three tenors uh, in Vienna Christmas performance that it's I think it's like a three disc album if you put all that together. There's so many so many songs, and the the Amazing Grace 
arrangement is actually based on their version. Um, so for in, in a way that kind of actually led a lot of our thinking with the, this project. So it, it became my favorite throughout production actually. Because okay. um, yeah, I'd, I'd not actually heard it before this year, which is kind of a crime. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Really worth worth checking out. I think. Like I said, I mean, like I said, there are a lot of Christmas albums out there. Uh, there is my, one of my favorite ones is the Death Row Christmas album back from like the nineties. So. <laughs> nice. They're definitely out there. Definitely. Well, a hundred Gex just put out a Christmas song, right? Oh wow. Uh, which, which is pretty interesting. It's it, I, I like I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of want to rewind. Like you had a busy year, so you you did release that album back in April. Um, yeah, going the distance right before you know the whole coronavirus and lockdown. Um, I just want to touch on like how did you choose those covers? Like, are those some of your personal favorites growing up? Is that why you chose those particular ones? Yeah, that, that, that whole album has a, a pretty interesting story behind it, actually. Um, for, for years and years, I, I'd had the idea to make an album in three parts, basically, in three acts, like a, like a play, like a three-act structure, and um, to kind of follow, in, in a way, my story, but kind of more general, like to, to make it less about me and more about the idea of, of just a kid who's struggling and kind of finds themselves through through this this tale uh, so it starts with like the disney songs that i would hear growing up all the time and and that like shaped my understanding of music at that time and um, it, it moves into kind of more uh i guess adult contemporary repertoire you might say like summertime it's got compass in there and eventually it's like this triumph uh, when it gets to the end with the the classical stuff and then i end with ness and dorma uh which yeah that's a huge one uh, it was the first time i'd ever performed it and wow. yeah, it was you picked some challenges too in that project <laughs> that that last night i was like wow <laughs> how is he doing this <laughs> you got El john on there you got summertime which is like i'm very particular about Who's version of summertime out here? You know, like I'm a big yeah. L Fitzgerald one, but you really yeah. that one, and then like Country Road. Like, how do you take Country Road? Because Country Road, like, yeah, not American. This is like almost unofficial American national anthem, <laughs> you know, like, right? In right. Country Road, that blew my mind. I was listening <laughs> to that and was like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, it's um. It was, yeah, it was a wacky idea. This, this is a, a JA original, I guess. Um, <laughs> like uh, as an idea, um, it was kind of like a bit of a, a meme for a while uh, mm. online. Kind of uh, the the song kind of got around a few internet cultures, yeah. um, and I, I happened to be kind of in a few of those. And so I, I would hear people singing it, um, and I heard I think a Korean live streamer sing just a snippet of this song in a sort in a sort of similar, he had a very full voice. Um, and I thought, hold on a minute. <laughs> and so I, I, I waited and waited, uh, cause this was a few years ago, I think actually I waited and waited. Uh, and eventually I, I pitched the idea to, to Greg and in general, the team working on that album. And it was kind of met with a resounding what, <laughs> like, uh, but we we tried it out, and and I think it worked. Oh my God, what it did it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! 
Like I, I can speak, I can speak for Derice, like as full-blooded Americans, whenever you hear that song, no matter what genre of music you like, you have to stop and you have to like get involved. So like they hear you come. <laughs> like it's just that feeling. It's just, I don't know. You definitely brought it out. Even though, you yeah. Know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even American myself. I do love the place, but um it's even I when I sing that song, I feel that like patriotism. I feel the 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 Blue Ridge Mountains kind of in the distance, right? Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. Definitely. I Definitely. mean, there's you another some, song. You chose some Disney songs. I, I wanted to say ask you like, when are we gonna get a full Disney album? Like, That's hey. a good question. That's a good question. I hadn't thought about it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Might put one out next year now. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. (laughs) When things open up, Disney will be opening up too, you know? Yeah, 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 true. (laughs) I mean, the Les Mis Rob, uh, what was that? Um, You did a collaboration on stage with like a a cellist. Um, Yeah, Tina Guo. Yeah, that performance was amazing. Thank you. Um, just talk about like collaborating with other musicians, you know, like how's yeah. that? I mean, I know with the COVID situation, you know, there's probably a lot of like this happening with you, yeah, that, yeah. but how is that you going on? It's for, for me, uh, it, it's interesting that my work in general is, has always been collaborative, right? Cause I, I can't really make an album without a full team of like 40 more people with a, for an orchestra. So, I've kind of unknowingly always been collaborating. Um, so to, it set, it set me up quite well, I think, uh, yeah. with, with Tina, she's, she's really cool. She's just a, a cool lady who plays the cello really well. Um, and so we, I'm not even sure where the idea came from. It, it just sort of, it, like many things, uh, Tina was around, Tina works with kind of my same team. And so it seemed kind of natural and her performance that solo on uh, empty chairs at empty tables it is yeah empty chairs <laughs> at empty tables yeah that song is so like heavy oh. even though it's like yeah yeah did you yeah. cry the first time you did that song too <sighs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and and then also with um Di Capella who yeah. we did uh the the incredible acapella Disney group who, I mean, I was just saying, I need a whole group of people, uh, you know, of, of orchestra. They don't, <laughs> so, that's, that's to their, to their, um, yeah, to their credit. It's, um, it's a lot of fun, actually. It's, I like, I like doing my thing. I like to just be able to sing, but to, um, the kind of swapping off and trading out is like really fun. It's like passing a baton, uh, yeah it's hard to explain really to sharing that like ethereal space with another Mm. person it's yeah it's like um yeah it's grounding in a way as well i think Mm. like to to have someone else there is like oh we are still in reality on a stage i'm not floating (laughs) through the universe which is how i feel sometimes right (laughs) <laughs> definitely but then you can look over and see you know somebody right there rocking with yeah. you <laughs> that's awesome so christmas land is out and also what this friday the 18th december 18th you have a, a live streaming concert you want to tell oh, people about that yeah it's um 
well, it's going to be a streamed concert. Anyone in the world from anywhere can buy it. Uh, tickets are at onlocationlive.com forward slash Christmasland, uh, or all the links will be scattered about the place. They'll be on my socials. They'll be down below here. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to, I think it should be every song from Christmasland performed in sequence. Um, and general admission, I believe is 10 pounds or $15, I think. Uh, so I, I try to keep it as, as reasonable as I can. So anyone from all over can get in. And if there are other like packages and stuff, if you really want to support me, um, but yeah, it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening of trying to bring concerts back, right? Like we're all itching to to go out and do stuff and enjoy life again. And hopefully this will just be a pinch of that glimmer of, of joy. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> check that out this, this Friday. Thank you. Last thing, I, I, I know you have, I know you're like a big big advocate for you know kids and the youth and for anti-bullying and you also wrote a book uh, recently called Jonathan the Porcupine. Yes. This uh <laughs> it's really cool. I um I worked with this wonderful lady named Kathy Gebhardt who has this whole series called Dan the Fish. Yeah, right. Um and yeah, she asked basically to to for permission for the story my kind of story to be adapted into one of these books and so we we had many conversations back and forth about how it would all pan out and um you know eventually it, it comes through as uh this pdf of all of the, the placements and how it's all going to look and it's it's just gorgeous it's it's the story about believing that there is something that makes you different particularly on the outside. It's Jonathan the porcupine. He's a porcupine. He's got spines. And um, that is something that outwardly is, is different to, you know, the, like a, a fluffy little squirrel and many of the other uh, woodland animals um, who inhabit his grove, right? And it is through other people and through the connections that he makes, you know, with his, his family and his singing teacher um, that he finds something that makes him feel truly unique and special and he finds that those those things that make us different are the things that make us the most wonderful and beautiful mm. Mm. that's awesome thank you definitely i mean you know kids need new stories and you know stories yeah. that encourage you know inclusiveness are, are you know yeah. things that it's we should definitely be spreading and sharing if we you know we can't bring our children up to like to hate each other it's mm -hmm. purposeless yeah. after all of the work that so many people have put in to bring us closer together we cannot allow the barriers to be built up between us again um however i will say that we are proficient human beings are proficient at the destruction of barriers and so I think that as, as we move forward, as we educate kids more and more about how other people exist and that it's not just all you, you know, mm -hmm. as, as we move forward, I, I think that we will move towards a, a generally more united and hopefully better place. Right. Fingers crossed. Well, right there with you. A worthy cause. And it, it's great to see you out there, you know, using your platform uh, in the best ways you can to, to promote that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, it's. I've been given 
like a huge gift by so many people. I've been given the opportunity to continue living my life even. And to squander that would, would, it would be to spit in all those people's faces for one, but it, it would, it would render me purposeless as well. I, if, if you're not, if you have a platform and you're not kind of using it to make the world better, even if it's just for yourself, mm. then, you know, think, think about the, the position that you have and, and what you can do and how you can advocate for, for hopefully good things. <laughs> hopefully. So I guess, you know, it's kind of scary to ask this question, but what do you look forward to for the next year for 2021? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've still got to tour my last album. Yeah. So like, uh, do that. Yeah. fingers crossed that will all happen in April, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, regardless, you know, I'll, if it, it all depends really, doesn't it? It yeah. depends if, if we're allowed to start doing things again, then doing things I will be. It's like, I've got so much time to make up for, you know, what one virtual concert is pretty good, but I want to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to actually see the, the people and, and make those connections that are so, so valuable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going back to Disney. We got to get you on a Disney song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely covering a Disney song or like doing it after hearing you cover Elton John, I definitely need to hear you create a song for Disney in one of their movies or something. Hey, if you're listening, someone at Disney, (laughs) I'm open. I'm available right now. Honestly, Disney, get this man on the phone. (laughs) We got to talk to Disney. We got to talk to our metal friends and we'll we'll get Disney album and a metal album. Yeah. That reminds me, I do have one more question just about um, performing and stuff like that. Have you considered... um, just like diving more into musical theater, like uh, actual performing again on stage. Um, in I've I've con- I've considered so much. I guess I've um for for me it's it's always the like the the repetition, like doing it every day of yeah. musical theater type stuff that that kind of drives me away. Um, maybe I'm just lazy. <laughs> um, but you know, I've, I've performed in like, uh, little bars and stuff with, with like bands and stuff. So I've had some, some broad experiences of, of performing. Um, so I don't say no to anything basically, right. um, as an experience, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to try it someday. Yeah. I could see you being lead in something like a Broadway production or something, you know? Yeah. I, I did. I did do a musical actually. I, and this completely skipped my mind before <laughs> all of this, before BGT, I did a musical with um, uh, a production company called W11 Opera. It's like a kid's um, production company. And that was this, it was one of the things that like really spurred me on actually to, to even pursue music because mm-hmm. I, I was from the opposite end of London. So I would have to take a train the, the entire distance across London and all, all the other people it's W11 is a particular area code and all the other people are from there. So they're very, very posh and mm-hmm. from, uh, uh, and I'm from Essex, which is considered less so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I went there, I, I auditioned actually, and they put me in like a, a lead part. So I, I kind of, it, it really spurred me on to kind of, oh, that they, maybe there is a chance that I, I could do something. Um, then of course, kind of 
after that, everything kind of fell apart for me a little bit and I dropped out of school, but then I, I had this other, this BGT experience. So it's been, it's been a series of me uh, falling down and being picked back up by, by wonderful, wonderful people. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you might even consider uh, an animation for that uh, child book that you did, maybe voiceover, yeah. voice acting. Yeah. I, I, I did record a, uh, like an audio book version of it. Just oh, oh, um, nice. stuck it up on YouTube. Um, just think, you know, for anyone who wants it, I don't know, maybe to, to play for their kid or something. It's, it's just a, it's a fun thing for me to do. I, 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 enjoy, I like making stuff. And so to, to make a little thing extra with, um, Jonathan, the porcupine, me, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Well, good luck with the Jonathan, the porcupine and, you know, Thank make, you. you know, keep all these creative outlets as options, <laughs> don't, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Don't yeah, forget we're about we're the trying musical. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to give you more jobs and stuff over here. Like, yeah, just go do this. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, I, um, Chris is let out now, streaming everywhere. Definitely go yeah, check. Available it. anywhere that good music is sold or streamed. <laughs> go look at look at the look at the picture. It's majestic. Come on, how can you not? Li- how can you not listen to this? Go listen. Have a G. Uh, great Christmas and you know thank you for joining us like it's been a, an amazing talk like you're a great person oh, thank you thank you for your time yeah. as I said right at the start I really really do appreciate it thank you definitely tune in to this man's virtual concert this weekend okay. you know support him if he's got you know packages or special things like he said buy that stuff <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to support Living Life Fearless, you can also purchase the shirt that I have, the shirt that Dario has on, the beanies that we have on as well. Um, but until, nice? oh, thanks. We'll appreciate it. Yeah, nice. We'll have to send you one then, man. We'll have to, you know, whatever you want, let us know. Whatever you want. We will, um, all, the, all the relevant links will be in the descriptions of wherever this goes up. So definitely check that out and go give him a follow too at all his socials and give him a shout out. Tell him you came from living life fearless. That'd be dope. And then, yeah. And uh, and if you've come from my end, make sure to uh, give living life fearless a follow and yeah. So you came from me. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, but uh, we appreciate your time again. And uh, you know, until next time with everybody, keep living life fearless. (laughs) 